0: Text. our text. text is going to be found in the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter number 8 beginning with verse number 10 down to 12. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes, I'm so looking forward. You just don't know how I'm looking forward. Just to opening things up, closing these drawers and just having church. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm not used to this, and I don't want to get used to this. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. This is not the way I came in. And in Jesus' name, it's not the way I'm going out. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Now, remember, I've already told some of you the day that God calls me, and I'm laying up here in my body, and I asked if you just somebody get it, roll it around a little bit, move it some, because I'm praising the Lord. No time to be sad. It's time to rejoice. Amen. God takes pleasure in the day of His saints, the Bible says, and so we need to remember that. Genesis eight verses ten through twelve says, and he stayed yet another seven days, and again he sent forth the dove out of the ark, and the dove came into him in the evening, and lo, in her mouth was an olive leaf plucked off. So Noah knew that the waters were abated from off the earth, and he stayed yet other seven days, and sent forth the dove, which returned not again unto him anymore. Amen. You may be seated. Wow. Wow. In that ark with his family, with all those animals, and he sent the dove out, and the dove came back with an olive leaf. Today I want to try to continue Wednesday's message with this thought. Oil of the olive. Right. Oil of the olive. Now there's three words we need to remember from Wednesday night. And I don't see Brother David Brown anywhere. Here he comes. And he's got them down now. He told me this morning. Cast away.
1: Crushed and bruised.
0: Crushed and bruised. Or cast down. I want you to remember those things, okay? I want you to remember that we talked about coming before the King in a humble and contrite manner. Coming before him, understanding who he is and who we are. And understanding it should be the prayer of the all to get ourselves in such a place that we can produce the oil. Amen. Not every fruit tree produces fruit. That's right. And some fruit trees produce more than others. I want to produce fruit. Amen. And the fruit that I produce can be many different things, but today we're going to be talking about the oil. The olive actually means in Scripture as illuminating oil. If you look in the dictionary, it talks about that this tree, this olive tree, basically is, don't stall me on this, but it's kind of like an eternal tree. Because no matter how old that it gets, most trees produce outside of itself. With some type of seed within the fruit. And you see these little trees growing up wherever the wind may take them or a squirrel or something of that nature. But the olive tree is so much different. Because the olive tree produces new growth from in it itself. over to Israel today and you go into what they claim to be the Garden of Gethsemane, right there on Mount Olivet, you will begin to see these old ancient olive trees. Huge. They're really big. And inside of there is new growth. New olive trees growing out from it, finding an opening and growing. So therefore, you might say that it never dies. The olive. It was valuable. It was used in commerce. It was used in anointing. Like we see here. This oil which has the five principal spices from the law, from what God commanded Moses to put in it. It has it. Amen. It was used to give illumination in the tabernacle. As you went in to the inner court, oil had so many properties and uses. It was also used to heal wounds. Amen. You could pour oil in a wound, and it has healing properties. Right. We love to cook with olive oil. Anybody use olive oil? Yeah. You buy any olive oil? Well, hopefully, you get organic, virgin. There's a difference. You see, these olives that produce the best best oil are somewhere between fully ripe and fully green. They've got to be somewhere between that. And you've got to know exactly how to pick that olive. just an now. And so I'm going some places today on the oil of the olive. You stay with me. We'll get some place and you'll get more excited. But right now I'm laying a foundation because you've got to understand about this olive and how it produces oil. It's not just something you pick. It's not just something you can squeeze because you cannot squeeze with your hand enough to produce pure beaten olive oil. It has to have a process. You're going to see later, we're going to get into this message about the ten virgins. And you're going to understand more about the oil in our lamps. They were all virgins. They were all supposedly waiting for the bridegroom. But five were wise and five were foolish. There's that number 50 again of the church. Hmm. How do you go about obtaining... Pure, beaten, olive oil that God would be pleased with. And then to take the spices that he's commanded and mix that correctly with this oil for the anointing. The anointing. We've got to have the anointing. I've got to have the anointing. I can do nothing without the anointing of the Lord. The anointing is what removes and destroys the yoke of bondage. It's the anointing that takes the word of God and begins to move it down in a person's heart and begins to stir them. It's the anointing that all of a sudden, out of the church of God, drops the word in my heart, and I say it wasn't in the, the notes that will get a hold of you and say He's speaking. and all has been equated to God's spirit. It's a smearing process. As many times he would anoint prophets and kings, he would take a horn of all and pour it completely over them. I've done that myself from time to time with people. I don't know where we get this little dabble, do you? Well, I guess we're worried about our hair and our clothes. And so I've taken precautions when the Lord moves upon me. I'll put a towel around. They don't want to offend you, but it really shouldn't matter. I remember one time I was in Channelview, Texas, for the miller and his wife. I'd come there, they had never anointed the altar, and so I just poured some oil at each corner of the altar, and they came up and, and I just fell dead. and you know something, I didn't put a towel on them, and I just poured a whole bottle of oil of them right there. You're talking about a move of the Holy Ghost. This oil of the olive is so very important in the kingdom of God. Just because we're in this dispensation of time doesn't mean that He's removed the power and the need of that anointing oil and that oil that needs to be beaten and pure. How do we get it? How do they get it? What was the process? If we're going to have the prayer of the olive, we've got to know how to produce the oil. Because if I'm going to go before the Lord in prayer, I've got to have something in my vessel. I've got to have something in my mouth that will illuminate why is it that some people living for the Lord, you can see a sign, and others that say they are, there is no gleam? And don't tell me it's because they put lotion. I mean, I'm a man. I'm not against using a little lotion. Wrong, just smells manly. Of course, if I get really dry, I'll take my wife, serve my daughters. Oh, yeah, let us preach. Because you get dry in the Holy Ghost, you get dry when you walk with God. And you need to get smoothed with some of the oil that only God can give you. And there's a process in your life. It just doesn't say, okay, you're getting dry. so I'm going to go ahead and give you some oil. No, that's not the way it works. And you're going to find out how it works through the scripture this morning. Very quickly, and I will go over it again. There are three steps, basically three steps. First of all, you have got to gather the olives. Right. I mean, it's one thing going out and looking at the peaches on the tree and the blackberries on the vine, the pecans on the limbs, and say, oh, wow, I wish I had some. If you don't work together, you're not going to get any. And if you don't gather them at the right time, then the birds and the squirrels will devour them. So you gotta be ever vigilant, you gotta go watching, because you never know, you never know, El Mundo, when that high berry will turn from green to red to black. And if you don't get it right when it's black, I guarantee you some bird will come over and he won't even eat the whole berry. He'll just pluck a little bit out of it. Now you can't eat it. But I'm ready for him this year. I'm going to go every single day. I've got my containers ready, and when it's ready, I'm going to gather it. I'm going to gather it. So how do they gather the olives? They don't take a ladder. They take some type of instrument to beat. already will fall to the ground and they'll begin to gather them. Did you hear what I said? Another words, cast away. Another words, cast down. Another words, Oh yeah, hallelujah. I wish somebody get excited beside me. I just said I know where I'm going and you're listening. Hey, I'm going somewhere. Hopefully you're listening. Amen. Have you ever asked the Lord? of you haven't. It's just like you're like your child. The child will come to you and say, "Okay, Dad, go ahead, spank me." <laughs> no, you. Did you do that? I mean, do you do that? Nobody wants a beating. You do that. Well, then you can't get into the They even do that with pecans because the limbs get so high, you have to use a big, tall. Normally, it's a big, tall. Can't stick it. You begin to beat it or something, and the pecans fall. But God, aren't you glad they're not watermelons? (laughs) at (laughs) all. And the second step is this. Once you gather those olives together, remember, they're not entirely right, and they're not entirely unright. You gather them in a basket, and you bring them over
1: after you beat
0: them then you crush them like you would excuse me if I may Charles like you would crush a roach. somebody's got to pick that up uh huh and you asked this guy to pick that up oh no it ain't happening it ain't happening And so you beat these olives. They fall to the ground. You gather these olives in a basket. You take them to a place where something is really heavy. Normally it's a stone. And you begin to grind. And you begin to crush that olive. Crush it. I didn't say to squeeze it. I said press. And then the next step. The next step. We're not through yet. How much more does this all have got to take, on Louie? Can you imagine how it was hollering if it was alive? First of all, you beat me. Then you gathered me. Now you crossed me. I can't even recognize myself. Oh, that was good. I'll take that. That was good. You see, when you're beaten, okay, I still may be able to still see who you were. But when you're crossed, there's no longer... The resemblance of who you once was. Oh, you might see a little bit of the outer shell of the olive, but what you're looking at is a mess. What you're looking at is a mess. And then you gather the mess up and you take it to what they call an old press. And it has a groove in the stone, it needs to be a very tough, hard foundation, like a tooth corner stone, like a sure foundation. 20 through twenty one. We're going to read some scripture.
1: And thou shalt command the children of Israel that they bring thee pure oil olive beaten for the light to cause the lamp to burn always. All right. With the
0: statute forever. It goes on to say Exodus 30, 22 through twenty five.
1: Moreover, the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take thou also unto thee principal spices. Principal
0: spices that is in this little light before me.
1: Of pure myrrh, five hundred shekels, and of sweet cinnamon, half so much, even two hundred and fifty shekels, and of sweet calamus, two hundred and fifty shekels. Uh huh. And of cassia, five hundred shekels, after the shekel of the sanctuary. Come on. And of oil, olive, and hin. Yes. And thou shalt make it an oil of holy ointment. Holy ointment. And Wait a minute. Wait a
0: minute. You didn't get that. We are to be. Holy, a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is our reasonable Amen. service. Amen.
1: Go ahead. An ointment compound after the art of the apothecary. It shall be a an holy anointing oil.
0: Psalms 45 indicates that he will give us oil of gladness for morning. Isaiah 61 Begins to say he'll give us oil for joy, for the spirit of heaviness. I'm going to tell you right now, sweet pea, if you're getting into a place where you're depressed, you need some oil. You need some healing. You need some healing. You need some pressing. And you need some pressing. Because it gets some oil back in your Five. Talking about the ten virgins. I don't have time to read all this to you. But here they were, they were virgins. They had their lamps. And all of a sudden the bridegroom said, Here I am. And so they came to meet him. But only five were wise, and five were foolish. Only five had oil in their lamps, but the five didn't. And the five that didn't said, Listen, give me some of your oil. It doesn't work that way. The all that I have produced is my all. You can't have it. If you're not producing it, then you need to start producing it. You need to understand there are circumstances in life where God is going to allow a beating in your life spiritually, emotionally. I'm going to tell you, you've to listen to me. And then you're going to feel like you're crushed. And that you can't get up, you can't breathe. Because you're being pressed so much. Because he's trying to give you some joy. And he's trying to give you some peace. Roll of the olive. And so, when the five came back, they didn't have it. He said, "I never knew you." I hope you heard that. Verse thirteen it says this: Watch therefore for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Matthew five fourteen tells us we are the light of the world. You cannot burn. Without a source. You cannot give light without oil. It is impossible. So, when you start looking in the scripture, and you see the scripture called, in the inner court, a candlestick, that is improper. It is not a candlestick. They did not have candles. Okay? It is a light stick. That they kept going perpetually. Did you hear me? Therefore, I'm not a candle. I'm a light. And the light has to be shining perpetually. Have you ever felt like that you're just running on me? Spiritual. You know, food won't do you any good. You know, there's food that is what we call comfort food. Uh You know, like beans and wieners. Comfort food. You know what I mean? A little mustard on that. Got these sweet things. He's all about, ooh, I'm getting hungry. (laughs) That may help me temporarily, but if I'm dragging in the Holy Ghost, it ain't going to help me at all. What I need, whether I want it or not, I need a trial. tribulation. I need something hard in my life because what? It builds my faith. It purifies my faith. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. I, I cannot be gathered, I cannot be crushed. I cannot be pressed until first I am beaten. Maybe you don't remember the time you got through that trial. You know, the first service after you got through that trial, you thought you couldn't get through. You thought several times about giving up. Yep. Right? Yep. right? And then that one service you came, and the next thing you know, something hits you. Yep. You didn't see it, but it hit you. Yep. And you begin to let go. You begin to shout, weep, whatever it was, dance, whatever it was, come to the altar. You, have you ever been there? Yep. And you say, wow! still, I've still got some late work here to go. You stay with me. I'm trying to help you this morning. Philippians 3, 10-14, we're going to read this. Because I want you to get a better understanding now.
1: That I may know Him and the power of His resurrection. Uh And the fellowship of His
0: suffering. Of His what? Of His beatings. Mm -hmm. Of His bruising. Mm -hmm. I believe Isaiah talks about that, doesn't it? What was He after? Through his obedience, he learned obedience. He was preparing to give us that all on the day of Pentecost, as it fell, and a light, a fire fell on
1: each of them, and they were all filled, being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I
0: might attain unto the resurrection of the dead.
1: Not as though I had already attained. Either were already perfect. But I follow after it. I'm following after it. That is the prayer of the olive. I'm following after that to be
0: made conformable unto his soul. Towards the mark of all calling. And practice one thing I do. I forget yesterday. I forget the drunk yesterday. I forget the condemnation yesterday. I forget the guilt yesterday. And I get the crash. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Wow. Let's all put this together now if we can. My daughter, come and get ready. John 1. 8 through 13.
1: He was not that light. John
0: the Baptist wasn't the light. But
1: was sent to bear witness of that light.
0: But he was to bear witness of that light.
1: That was the
0: true light. The
1: true light. Which lighted every man that cometh into the world. He was
0: in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them he gave power to become.
1: Chief priests and scribes and be slain and be raised the third day. Matthew 26, 67 says how they
0: spit in his face and buffet him and smote him with the palm of their hand. Matthew 27 and 30 basically say the same thing. How they spit upon him and took a reed and beat him. Do you understand there was a gathering going on? You may not understand this, but there was a gathering going on, and he had to be beaten. He had to be gathered down in the pit. uh, Oh, from the deep. uh, I've been in the place. I have walked into Tiber's house. I have seen the pit where they laid
1: him.
0: Let's go back now to the Garden of Gethsemane. Scripture says that's where he went. That word Gethsemane means oil press. He had to prepare himself at the old press as he was being crushed under the heaviness of death. Swift, as it were, great drops of blood as he was by himself. As they came to arrest him, they gathered him. Unless he went through the same procedure as the other, the gift of eternal life will not be produced in you unless you're willing to go through the same steps as the other. He did it without opening his mouth. He did it without complaints he was beaten, he was crushed, bruised, and then on Calvary, he was pressed, can you imagine the pressing as they drove the nails, can you imagine the agony as he was trying just to breathe, just to breathe, when he sunk, collapsing the diaphragm, where he could not breathe like some unfortunate folks afflicted to a point with the COVID. And he would raise himself up to catch another breath. And I complain, and I murmur, because I'm going through a little hard time, the Bible says the suffering of this present world cannot compare to the glory which shall be revealed in us. We are the olive tree grafted in to the natural, so they can become one. It's the oil of the olive. Of taking his last breath as a human being. He could pray the prayer of the olive tree. And what did he say?